Welcome back to I've Never Been Wrong podcast coming to you live from cloudy United States of America. I am Charlie. I am your host with the mostest, hostess with the mostest, something like that. And this is the first time I've done the intro today. Um, hi, I'm Tara and I am excited to learn from Charlie despite this kind of rocky start to her episode. But what's new? What, do you, what have you learned to expect from a Charlie Nation app, you know? Well, I'll tell you one thing. We're not making promises about when the podcast is going to come out anymore. You'll take what you get and you'll like it. You take, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. That's what they say. Exactly. But you know what? We're all going to learn something today. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Um, you have any like announcements you want to make? Um, I would just like to issue an apology because it has been such a long time since we recorded, but I do feel like we are all new ladies over here. I've never been wrong. And so prepare yourself for, um, a whirlwind of excitement and only accurate information. I will say part of the reason it took so long is I was really gassed up to do, a topic that was very Russia heavy right before Russia invaded Ukraine. So I was kind of like feeling kind of defeated because I was all like ready to do this topic that I decided was like not like it didn't feel like good timing. So Yeah. um, And just to be clear and kind of translate that, um, it is 100% Charlie's fault that we're recording this late. Um, Absolutely. Well, yeah, mostly. Direct your hate towards her. Yeah, you can send your hate mail to neverbeenwrongpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We do also accept compliments, but those are a lot less interesting. I was going to ask my sister to write a review, but I still haven't told her about the podcast, <laughs> so stay tuned for that. <laughs> I think if we do a live really reveal. I think that you call her on air. <laughs> Probably. I think it's... Um, three in the morning four in the morning where she is so it'd probably be a good time yeah she's free she can't be yeah that's true yeah she's not busy (laughs) what do you have for me today charlie so today is a topic that may be a little unfamiliar for a lot of people not myself obviously it's definitely gonna be unfamiliar for me We're taking it all the way back, all the way, all the way back to ancient history, which we have not done on this podcast so far, but is one of my areas of passion. Although I will say, um, I feel like I forgot a lot of this, so I'm probably still going to get a lot wrong. I thought you were going to say areas of expertise, and I'm glad that you self-corrected and said areas of interest. (laughs) (laughs) I was not going to say expertise. I guess um, just to start out, um, before I get to a more specific topic, uh, what are you most anxious that is going to be the topic today? I mean, as per usual, every single time I'm nervous that it's going to be Bay of Pigs. Um, But because you made a joke about that earlier today to me, I'm assuming that it is not going to be that. Um, Also now knowing that it's ancient history. mm -hmm, Um. Oh, I forgot. I ruined it because I'm wearing my Dealey Plaza mm-hmm. shirt and I put on a sweatshirt over it and I thought that might scare you. When you, I don't know what that means or um, 
It's where JFK was assassinated in like one of these windows. Out of one of those windows. He was in a car actually at the time. Yeah. I mean, that's what they want you to think. I don't really know anything about ancient history if i'm being honest like i know a little bit of like roman and greek but that's mostly like i know mythology i don't really know history so um that's the same thing okay cool 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 if you read percy jackson like don't even bother going to college big rick reardon lady over here um (laughs) no i don't think i read a single percy jackson i saw the first movie though so i'm basically next i was more of a warriors gal <laughs> I was just talking to my manager about this. I don't think I said this to you. I think I said it to someone else. This is kind of rude. Um, I was like, listen to my manager. I was like, listen, there is a direct warrior book to weeb pipeline. <laughs> and I don't know. I was in like a different pipeline because I never read those books. And I think anime is a sin. So I I don't agree with any of that, but, like, there is an undeniable... I don't feel that that is true, but I understand the sentiment, and I respect the passion. I, I just... That's something I strongly believe, and the people I've said that to have been, like, I can't disagree with you. Yeah, because your boss was like, I don't know what either of those words mean. <laughs> <laughs> I have to teach everyone the cool, the cool new slang, <laughs> like, anime. Yeah, like weeb <laughs> i probably didn't say weeb i think i probably said like anime remember when we had a teacher that we were in a class together in college write that on the board no why did she do that she was teaching us what a weeaboo is weeaboo is like such a like archaic term i feel like i haven't heard anyone say weeaboo since like 2012 i thought that she wrote weed boo because it was W-E-E-A, mm. but she kind of had a long tail on it. So I took a picture of it, and then she said weeaboo, and I was like, oh, not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's – I remember this <laughs> – one of my <laughs> friends in high school that, like, my two best friends in high school were, like, really into anime, and I just never got into it. I don't like cartoons at all, really, so it's kind of my issue. So today we're learning about the history <laughs> of oh, manga. Shoot. No, okay, this is, we're not even on the right continent right now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So anyway, um, we are against anime and the Warrior Cats books because- That's not true. I am pro both of those things. We just, we're pro-literacy at the Never Been Wrong podcast. And both, like, manga and uh, the Warriors books are promoting literacy. Anime, I guess, if it's got subtitles, then yeah. Uh, anime pr- Next argument. degeneracy. Oh, really? Is that what happened to you? <laughs> no, that's hurtful. <laughs> that happened organically over... What What was my anime? You know what I mean? Like, what... Twilight was Taylor my... <laughs> Twilight was my anime. <laughs> anyway, um... Oh, I forgot. I was going to say um, we were coming to you live from Forks, Washington, but I forgot. I thought that would be funny. <laughs> so, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, this is a topic I used to teach in my ninth grade class. So, I was shocked at how little I remembered of it. Um, (laughs) given that I used Mm -hmm. to explain this to 14-year-olds. Well, I'm sure that they all remember every single thing that you taught them, so. 
I, I mean, <laughs> they didn't even remember what I said five minutes later, to be honest with you, so. Okay, so this isn't the topic precisely, but what do you know about the Bronze Age? The Bronze Age. So the Bronze Age came after the Stone Age. Correct. Do you know what came after? My brain is just saying Renaissance, but that's a period, no. so I, yeah. that's not it. And also, I feel like that's a big leap that I mm-hmm. made. Um, te- technological age. Uh, not um, important. The wood, wood yes, age. the paper anniversary. I, I'm pretty sure, wait, let me, I'm pretty sure it has something to do with like industrialization, but. <laughs> I feel like this is mean, but if you had to put like a date on when you think the Bronze Age is, Absolutely just like wild not. guess. Absolutely not. No. Are we thinking not like not. BCE, CE, like what are we thinking here? I'm going to say 900 BCE. That's not actually that far off. That's like a decent guess. That's not that far off. Nice. That is technically during the, the end or after this, but you're close. 600 was the other thing in my head. 600, 900, if you get what I mean. Wrong. So... Okay. Our topic today is the Bronze Age Collapse. Does this ring any bells for you? Yeah, that's when uh, the Bronze Age ended. All right, that's that's all, guys. <laughs> you can send us your email. Thank you so much for listening. Um. The Bronze Age Collapse, I think, is one of the most fascinating parts of history that really doesn't get talked about that much. I'll, of course, get into a little more context here, but essentially the Bronze Age was a period of human development from about uh, 3300 BCE to 1200 BCE um, that was kind of uh, a real high point kind of of humanity. Oh, because BCE goes the other way. And I'm going to explain the historiography in just a second, so don't don't oh. sweat that right now. Again, I did used to teach this to 14-year-olds, so I know the first questions if, you're going to ask. If I'd gone 300 the other direction, like I went from 900 to 600, if I'd gone 300 the other direction, went 900 to 1200, then I would have been right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, you weren't so, that far off. No. So basically, I'll get more into this, but it was a very, very, like, um, prosperous time for humanity. And then at the end of the Bronze Age, mysteriously, um, or not, we'll talk about it, all of a sudden, all of this progress is erased in about 100 years, or quite a bit of it. Cities are destroyed, uh, quality of life goes down, literacy, it goes down, all these different things. So they needed the Warriors books. Exactly. Without, without the Bronze Age, we would not have uh, anime or Well, you just uh, said the that they needed books. literacy at the time. Literacy was on this way down, and obviously the Warriors books promote literacy as we already covered this episode. So That's if they just point. had access to the Warriors books, none of this would have happened. I'll try and throw some cat stuff in there for our Warriors anime girlies. Okay, so before we jump into the Bronze Age itself, I do want to speak just a little bit to ancient historiography because it is a little different and you might not remember if you haven't been in school in a while. Can I ask a question? Of course. Uh, What's the difference between history and historiography? 
historiography is basically the study of history. It's like meta history. So it's like the um you can think like of it as the study of the way that history was recorded kind of. Kind of. It's basically like the parameters of ancient history, I guess. Like this is the stuff that's unique to how we study and talk about ancient history is what I mean. Okay. So, for example, you already touched on this, but the dating system is a little different. Probably when a lot of people went to school, they used BC and AD. Pretty much nowhere does that anymore. We use BCE and CE for before Common Era and Common Era. The numbers work the same, um, where zero is the middle. And like we talked about, uh, for BCE years, so before the year zero, you count backwards. So, for example... Um, 500 BCE is longer ago than 200 BCE because it's closer to zero. It's kind of like a negative year. You can almost think of it. And how I always do the math in my head for how long ago that is, is you can basically just add 2000 to the number. So for example, 500 BCE was about 2,500 years ago, give or take. 2022, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, give or take. And so kind of the naming conventions of early human development, we refer to by kind of the biggest material that was used for weapons, for tools, for technology, because obviously that makes a really big difference. So you had the Stone Age first, uh, the Neolithic uh, Age, which means new rock, so like new stone. Um, And then we have copper bronze iron age because that was kind of the um trajectory of how those materials developed what age are we in right now plastic um i don't remember to be honest the anthro anthropocene right yeah but yeah you're right like what i think obviously i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um okay so just some more context here So one of the most important developments in all of human history, and I could go on, but I'll contain myself, um, was the first agricultural revolution or the Neolithic revolution. So basically when we invented uh, stable agriculture, which was about 12,000 years ago and 10,000 BCE. And why this is really, really important is, as most people know, early humans were hunter-gatherers, so they had to migrate seasonally to uh keep food and uh to you know to feed yourselves uh i have another question uh my question is do you believe in evolution no next question okay that was that was all i just needed that context. yeah i forgot to mention the earth was created what is it (laughs) six thousand years ago i forgot i forgot Mm -hmm. to include that part so obviously god god made all this stuff and then Mm-hmm. um and then the rib of adam etc et yeah i don't know the rats on my porch <gasps> no shot <laughs> um for the listener tara has been plagued pun intended by a rat for the last couple of weeks um that lives in the unkempt unkept unkempt fields behind her apartment um it is definitely uh, has the bubonic plague, like for sure, and or some other new virus that it's incubating. 
and yeah um, we're kind of getting sick of the coronavirus so we thought we'd try out a new one from rat and i think that's beautiful maybe they'll name it after you tara pops yeah sorry um i have to try to scare it whenever it goes on my porch to try to teach it a lesson but then when i ran over to scare it i kind of scared my cat so i had to do some damage control a lot just happened (laughs) there's Mm -hmm. decades where nothing happens and weeks where decades happen Mm-hmm. just saying um so anyway back to about twelve thousand years ago so one of mm-hmm. the really really important things so basically when we invent agriculture farming so being able to um grow our own food domesticate animals that sort of thing that allows you to have a civilization which you can't have if you are basically moving around all the time so that is one, yeah. probably the biggest thing in human history ever because all of a sudden you can have settled communities, you can build cities, you can develop a complex government, you can develop an economy, you're, a boob, ugh, you're able to diversify. <laughs> you're a boob. <laughs> <laughs> you're able to, um, to divert labor because not everyone has to be hunting and gathering, right? You can have some people who are um making things and you can have some people who are building things and you can have a class structure and labor and it frees up all this time for you to be able to do more things like um that's kind of when we see art and culture grow a lot because it frees up all this time um and it also allows populations to grow people are better fed i could go on but really really important so we see the first small farming villages yeah, shout out agriculture. Can we just honestly? Shout out agriculture? I, I, yeah, this is one of my passion topics that no one cares about. Um, one thing that I think is is super super interesting is these first civilizations that developed settled communities um, developed all around the world, kind of at the same time, independently. So they weren't in contact with each other, but humans, kind of at the same time, in different places were able to kind of independently develop uh, agriculture, which I think is super fascinating. Well, that, yeah, I think that that is really interesting. You're right. But I also think that you should keep in mind that it wasn't completely independently because the reason that they happened simultaneously is because aliens taught all the humans on Earth simultaneously how to farm. So that's what happened there. But go on. Wait, I have to tell you a crazy story really okay. quick just because it's related. <laughs> I was at a shop with my mom today, and the shop lady made a passing comment. My mom said something back to her, and I kid you not, the next thing out of this woman's mouth was, so do you believe in UFOs? She could just sense it on your mom. Literally, literally. This was just a woman in her little, like, tourist town shop that she owned said that and I was like what how did you suss out my mom that quickly um so I got it sorry (laughs) that's crazy I love talking about aliens with your mom to be honest she a couple times has been like okay let's talk aliens and like I love that Mm -hmm. because people no one wants to talk about aliens these days yeah you the thing is you get to be a tourist in that um, and just have that conversation when you, um, f- you know, feel like it when you want to see her, but it's a little different for those of us who've uh, lived with it. <laughs> I hear you and I see you. 
Thank you. My culture is not your costume. Okay. I don't really. All right. Anyway, back to a brighter time for humanity. So as many people know, the first known civilization, so the first one we have like archaeological evidence of at least, was in the Fertile Crescent, Mesopotamia, Sumer more specifically, in 4500 BCE is kind of taking us to the Bronze Age. Could you remind me where... Yeah, present-day Mesopotamia. Iraq, basically. Modern-day Iraq. Okay, cool. So, um, the Copper Age does come before the Bronze Age, although some people don't think that's an official age. Um, But copper is pretty soft, so it's kind of hard to actually use it to make tools and stuff. So, some, like, I don't know, psychopaths figure out that you can combine tin and copper to make bronze, um, which makes it much stronger. And this probably first happened in Anatolia, which is modern-day Turkey. You love Turkey. (laughs) Famously. (laughs) This sets off kind of this time period where humanity is flourishing. So that's the Bronze Age is known for just being... Basically, humans have been building civilizations for like, I don't know, a couple thousand years. And they've gotten to the point where they're really complex And there's also a system of trade. So some of the big things in this time period, and again, we're talking about starting about 3300 BCE, is one, we see pretty complex government systems. So almost all like kingdoms, monarchies, but they also have really, um, really almost like bureaucracies for the first time. Like there's a lot of record keeping, there's a lot of scribes and things like that. Um, which gives us really great records on um, events, the calendar, um, kind of different, uh, you know, births, deaths, important goings-on, records, um, all that sort of thing. We see a bunch of technology and inventions, obviously having bronze open stuff up. Um, The wheel was invented at this time, you know, which is, you know... No need to reinvent it, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. I was <laughs> uh, the chariot also is a consequence. <laughs> um, another chariot consequence of the wheel. I love that. That's the new tagline for all chariots. Do you encounter chariots a lot? Oh my god! You don't get ads for chariots on your YouTube and uh, Spotify and stuff. That's no, like every day. <laughs> So another thing that's really notable about this time period is a lot of these larger civilizations, which we are going to briefly go over the major players here, um, they are have a really complex system of trade and diplomacy. So we start to see globalization for the first time. And I have a quote from uh, a George Washington University professor that I got from history.com. Shout out History Channel. And he said... Mm -hmm about kind of this phenomenon. We're talking about a region that today would stretch from Italy in the west to Afghanistan in the east and from Turkey in the north to Egypt in the south. That whole area was completely interconnected. Lots of trade, we're trading tin and copper, obviously are very important, but you also start to see art and jewelry being traded, um, gold and silver, ivory, luxury goods. And they're all really reliant on each other. So again, more similar to the globalized economy we have today where everything's so interconnected. 
go off Mediterranean Sea. <laughs> We're going to talk a lot about her today. Um, arts and <laughs> culture are really flourishing during this time period. There's so many beautiful um, palaces, all these kinds of things built. Um, this is the time period that the pyramids of Giza were built in Egypt. Um, writing is also really flourishing. Everyone's probably familiar with Egyptian hieroglyphics um, and cuneiform, I think you say. And this is kind of the first time we see kind of, uh, it kind of reminds me of like a modern culture, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it seems like that's when things like kind of advanced quickly, but I don't know if I would call them super advanced, um, considering that I'm sitting here with a... I keep wanting to say this is when humanity really popped off, but that's like not what I want to say at all. I mean, I think that that is how to translate it for me because I just understood it more clearly than I did the whole time you were talking. Before. Okay, y'all. Humanity really snapped on this one. <laughs> listen, listen. This is... <laughs> Listen, before we love this journey for humanity. Before yes, agriculture, listen, humans were in their flop era. You're telling me <laughs> I have to walk around all the time. I don't have a city. Are you kidding? Um, <laughs> it's it's giving. It's giving. Uh, I'm tired. It's giving. Um, I don't know. It's hard pretending to be cool. <laughs> It's giving uh, nap time. It's giving let's chill for sure. It's giving I didn't ask to be born. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this is how you taught me all history. <laughs> I'll try and incorporate it more. More drag race references. Is that a drag race reference? No, that was just a suggestion. I Oh, okay. That was some you. constructive criticism. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the the big players here um, that we're talking about, and I will say there is pretty developed civilizations other places like China, but China's pretty geographically isolated, so they're not really involved in this. But this area that's super interconnected we're talking about is the ancient Near East and the Mediterranean. To define that a little more, ancient Near East is kind of like a history term that you don't hear out in the middle or in the normal world very often. And this is like the Fertile Crescent Cradle of Civilization. So the modern Middle East. Um, Do you think that people at this time like knew? Like they were on their ship going we really to make some trades with, with Egypt. This one, guys. This, well, this and they were like, this is it. Like this is the crescent of humanity. What'd you call it? The cradle of humanity. The What'd cradle of civilization. Yeah, the crate. We are in the cradle of civilization <laughs> right now, you guys. Like we are living. Like, do you think that they like? Obviously, they didn't say that, but do you think they were kind of thinking that? We're like, this is how it's meant to be done. You know. You know. Because I feel like a lot of generations feel that way, where they're kind of like, oh, we're we're living our best lives. But it sounds like they kind of were living their best lives, and like especially though there wasn't records, I'm sure that they there's enough like storytelling sort of history for them to understand how much things had changed so quickly. So we yeah. actually, cause we do have a lot, even with how long ago it is, we do have a lot of writing and art from this time period because of yeah, how from prolific this time period. it was. Yeah. Um, I know that you were saying that, but I mean like from prior generations and things like, do you think that it, 
we, I, I think they did feel like that to an extent, especially since they were so, for the most part, driven by kings and monarchies, which are so ego-driven. They really did feel like, oh my god, we are doing it, we are the best, very, like, um, Liebenstrom, like, we deserve this, like, we can conquer what does that all- mean? That's, didn't we talk about that in the last? It's a. It's I don't a, know. I don't listen when you talk. It's a <clears throat> Nazi term, um, a German word. I don't think I even said it right, but it's it means living <laughs> space, and it's basically the idea that like the Aryan race was entitled to like, for example, take over Poland because they deserved the living space. You know. Okay, that's not cute. No, not cute. Flop era. <laughs> Anyway, so Sumer really popped off with this one. <laughs> and so kind of the modern day geography we're talking about is Iraq, obviously, Iran, Turkey, Syria, Lebanon, Israel, and Palestine, Jordan, Egypt, um, and then the East Mediterranean, so like Greece as well. That's kind of the geographic area we're talking about. Okay. Did I mention Egypt? Yeah. Okay, so basically, um, these civilizations are all doing really well. Their populations are growing. Um, they're developing art. We're trading. It's all great. It's all going well. We're all getting along. And then, in bum, about a hundred years, about a hundred years, we are descended into what we sometimes refer to as the ancient dark age or a dark age especially the greek dark age is a big i'm listening now we love a dark age so i'm gonna give you a little bit of a before and after here so my coffee like i like my ages dark (laughs) (laughs) you really popped off with that one Okay. This is actually, this is great because this just puts me back in the mindset of being with uh, (laughs) 15-year-olds. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty similar. (laughs) So just to give you an idea kind of before here. So during the Bronze Age, so Sumer, um, famously uh, the, you know, the OG, was really thriving. They had about a dozen city-states. So basically like, city really big cities but they functioned as states throughout the mesopotamian area they had started to develop like canals and different um ways to irrigate they invented cuneiform which is like the earliest form of writing we know about they were building these big um pyramids and temples and they wrote the epic of gilgamesh so talking about literacy that's uh yeah Honestly, Epic of Gilgamesh flop. It's an epic. It's epic. It's of epic proportions. Yeah. Uh, uh, Babylonia was, uh, you know, its capital, Babylon, was doing really well. They had a king you may have heard of named Hammurabi. I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Hammurabi? <laughs> I'm going to have to beep that. (laughs) I feel like I'm saying that wrong. I haven't said these words out loud in so long. It sounds good to me. You're doing amazing, sweetie. I was trying really hard not to say to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so 
this famous king who we don't know his name is sadly it was lost to history <laughs> we'll never know mm-hmm. harambe um, go on harambe. <laughs> yeah let's just call him harambe <laughs> so um they were really famous for having a really complex legal system and one of the first written legal codes so kind of a cab but also you know um so the code of harambe um you may have heard of um and that helped them gain a lot of political power um assyria was a pretty big political and military power according to history.com at its peak it stretched from modern day iraq in the east to turkey in the west and egypt in the south and they frequently fought with ancient egypts and the hittites as well I haven't said any of these words out long and out loud in so long, and I feel very insecure. I'm not sure what for. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just here to infuse some uh, pop culture references from 15 years ago. <laughs> I feel like no one talks about one anymore. You know. Yeah, you're gonna have to bleep that. <laughs> I'm not I wasn't even like a big One Direction girly to be honest I was like I was kind of into like Haler you know back in the day but mm-hmm. I, I was not I definitely had it. like a I had like a five month period where I like simped for a little bit and then I was like eh, not worth it so my barrier to entry is there's two of them I can never tell apart I so I know mm-hmm. Harry Styles obviously is very famous I know Zane. And then Niall is the blonde one. And then the other two, like, like you could put them in, Liam. like, a lineup. Okay. Oh, and then... Um, There's another one. He, yeah, I can picture him. I can't. I, I know the difference Wait, between who's them looking the one? at them. One of them, like, popped off recently because he... In a bad way, not, like, a positive pop-off. <laughs> he got... He was, like... Oh my god, what did he- I think he, like, cheated on his girlfriend or something. He did something. I think it was Liam that got in trouble recently. Louis. 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 <laughs> Louis nervous. sounds right. Yeah, he's the one who has, like, um, baby mama drama, I think. So I think that's what you're thinking of. Yeah, that sounds familiar. But again, I've never been wrong, so feel free to not correct us on anything that we just said absolutely incorrectly about one. (laughs) How do we always end up down some weird rabbit hole where we talk for a long time about something that we know nothing about? (laughs) Yeah, that's this is the new Hamilton because neither of us like like One Direction. Also, we're just slowly but surely alienating all of our fans who may be fans of anything else they're like oh i like hamilton they're gonna talk about it and then they're like oh they got everything wrong and they're like oh i like one direction they're gonna talk about it oh they hey, got everything i am wrong. not i am not open to hearing more about hamilton but if you do want to reach out and tell us a little bit about your experiences with one direction i do think it's an interesting cultural phenomenon the the like mm-hmm. long-standing meme from one direction that i still think is so funny whenever i see it is that fan fiction where the girl's mom sold her to them do you know what i'm talking about i think so that rings a vague tumblr bell in my head it comes up like fairly often but and i don't think i even ever saw the origin but basically there was some fan fiction where the this girl's mom was like i sold you 
And she's like, oh, no. But then it was, like, One Direction. So she was, like, their slave, I guess. To all of them? I don't know the details there. I mean. That seems like a a lot. A lot. For one young woman. Yeah, I think she was, like, 11 or 12, too. So. Ugh. Yeah. Well, that's pretty upsetting. But, okay. Anyway, the Bronze Age. (laughs) Um, so, I don't think One Direction was around at this time, but I could, write in, let us know. Well, it sounds like the ships were going all sorts of directions with that trade, baby. What? Like, the ch- the ships weren't all going One Direction, the ships were all going oh, all sorts good of point, directions good because That's the trade really industry point. was... Um, anyway... Don't make me feel <laughs> bad ever again. I do my best. <laughs> Uh, one of my personal favorite civilizations, uh, the Mycenaeans, which were in Greece, and they were kind of the predecessor to, like, classical Greece that most people are familiar with. Now, they, were they mice or were they humans? Um, that has actually been lost to history, so unfortunately we'll never know. Okay. Lost to the sands of time. Okay. I'm going to picture them as mice. Go on. Their, like, big thing was, like, we're warriors, um, I love, side note, the art from, like, Greece around this time. And the Minoans are probably, like, my top favorite art. Um, and they did conquer I love them, Jason so Momoa sad. also. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know anything about Aquaman, but he could have been around at this time, to be honest. I'm not really sure. It's likely, yeah. So, um, at, well, kind of related, I guess, in a way. Um, so the Mycenaean mm-hmm. civilization is really fundamental to kind of classical Greece as well, because all of the really famous stories and myths of classical Greece come from, are based on stories, at least, if not real events from Mycenaean times. So the major cities in uh, Mycen- Mycenaean cities were Mycenae, Mycenae, I don't remember how you say that, like a singular, of mice and men, Thebes, Sparta, and Athens, so uh, you can see- And you know what this is for? Sparta. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So um, basically like the Iliad and the Odyssey are all based on kings and stories and whatnot from this time period, basically. Okay, cool. What? I said cool. Oh, thanks. <laughs> the And famously, as I always do, we're not even really to the topic yet. <laughs> oh, my so, God. So, okay, anyway, I kind of lost steam at the end of my outline, though, to be honest. Um, so it gets shorter from here. So the Hittite Empire um, was Anatolia and the Levant, so basically Turkey and the Middle East, and some of their greatest hits they domesticated horses. They their had their great, own their greatest system. Hittites. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> they had a law code. There's a lot of stuff in the Bible that seems to take its basis in them. So kind of the same way like the Odyssey is based on like people and stories um, from the Mycenaeans. Wait, did you say did you say that they domesticated horses? Yeah, that's cool. Shout out. <laughs> And they are one of the few civilizations of this group that actually kind of, um, they did really well after the collapse in the Iron Age, which came after. So actually, shout out to them. Ironic. Yes. Thank you. That was on the tip of all of our tongues. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and last <laughs> but not least, uh, favorite of sixth graders everywhere. Ancient Egypt was really flourishing during this time. Titicaca. New- no, that's a lake. No, what? <laughs> I guess sixth grade was the connection there. Yeah. I was just thinking about something that sounded vaguely Egyptian that sixth graders liked. And so that's the route I went. But just, (laughs) it's fine. This was the new kingdom era of Egypt. And this is kind of their peak. Mm -hmm. So all the kind of really famous stuff from Egyptian history is during this time period. So all the really famous pharaohs. So, um... I'm so insecure about saying all these now. It's been so long. Hatshepsut, Amenhotep, Akhenaten. I did a report on Akhenaten, so I know how to say that. He was super cool. Mm -hmm. His wife was Nefertiti. um, And then Tutankhamun or King Tut also all were during this time period. So, and again, the pyramids of Giza. So, again, all these civilizations are really peaking, doing some of the, like, craziest stuff for all of human history right and then this is the result of thousands of years of human development life keeps getting better cities keep getting bigger we keep developing new technology until in all of about 1200 bc it takes only about a hundred years for so much of this to collapse there's about 400 years at a minimum and some people put it as close to a thousand that it takes to recover from this time period and pretty much all major cities were destroyed during this time period. Are you intentionally leaving out, like, what happened? or I'm about to get to that. It? I just want to make sure I wasn't being stupid and that you were just being slow. <laughs> so what happens? During this 100-year time period and emerging into the Dark Age, which lasts at least until 800 BC, we see, again, major cities destroyed. There are huge economic declines and disruptions. This whole trade network collapses. All these major governments fall. There is massive, massive political instability. Even in kingdoms that survive like Egypt, there's all this upheaval. There's a huge decrease in literacy. We stop having really good records like we do during the Bronze Age. So we actually have a lot better um, writing and records and evidence of the Bronze Age than we do of what comes after because there's so much upheaval going on. Um, The population Mm -hmm. goes down quite a bit. The Mycenaean Greeks, for example, go from kind of these really powerful city-states to having small isolated villages. Um, All palaces are destroyed. Their capital city was initially destroyed in an earthquake, and then um, it seems like probably burnt down, either intentionally or unintentionally. And their language and writing system completely disappeared. Okay, but what what was the catalyst? That's the question. So I the, can't. I'm about I'm about I to hate get there. History. I'm having a bad time. <laughs> the Hittite Empire completely collapsed, um, and it took about a thousand years for the civilization to recover. Um, the Assyrian Empire uh, survived, but was faced a lot of challenges. The kingdom of Egypt survived, but whenever reached its peak and they also had labor strikes. So just shout out to, you know, labor strikes, class solidarity, unions, Mm -hmm. shout out to all our Starbucks girlies out there fighting the good fight. Uh, I'll end before we talk about what happened. Here's a quote 
Oh my from god. A historian on Wikipedia named Robert Drews. And he said, within a period of 40 to 50 years, at the end of the 13th and beginning of the 12th century, almost every significant city in the Eastern Mediterranean world was destroyed, many of them never to be occupied again. This is arguably the worst disaster in ancient history, even more calamitous than the collapse of the Western Roman Empire. 40 to 50 years is a really short period of time. That's a lifespan. I less. Well, I mean, during that time period, I assume. Yeah, that that's true. Live much. <laughs> so here is our big historical mystery question today. What happened? Aliens. That, that's Aliens. right. All right. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, people happened, right? People are never comfortable for too long. I think that that's kind of built in. And I think that uh, any time. Have we ever seen a perfect civilization where there was no... Yes, the United States. (laughs) (laughs) No unrest. Everything is good. We all love each other. No disagreements. We have a perfect Supreme Court. We have a perfect president. We have perfect gun laws, perfect constitution. It's just like, like, honestly, America is really... What's the, the opposite of a flop era? Popping off. America's popping off in all the yeah. wrong ways. Yeah. Um, and that's why I bleed red, white, and blue. But I think that, like, you understand my point. Like, I feel like it's the downside to the, like, what happened after agriculture with us building civilizations, right? Like, the downside of people having to be sedentary or, like, you know, more or less stay in one place and try to be organized is that naturally that's not – we're going to – there's going to be – disagreements and arguments and fights and they're going to grow larger from just one neighbor to another to neighboring city states and you know there's a ripple effect that was a kamala kamala harris ass answer (laughs) why would you say that to me that's so rude i meant you you know that's a girl boss exclusively how i talk is i just ramble until i'm like i think i've made a, the a time, point here and then i finish the time to do what we've always done is now yes. and that time is now so famously so true. words to live by anyway shout out k hive so basically there wasn't actually any theories on what happened until the 1800s and partially this is because some of these civilizations were destroyed so badly And new civilizations were built on top. So a lot of this evidence kind of took a while to unearth. So there has been much debate about what happened. And partially because we don't have as good of records and everything is destroyed, we don't really know for sure, which is really interesting. So we have this huge... Okay, I was kind of joking about aliens, but could it have been ghosts? I That is one of the theories we'll talk about is actually an army of ghosts. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Just checking. That's actually what the Warrior Cat books were based off of. <laughs> Perfect. And famously, Game of Thrones is based off yes, of Warriors, yes, which you. is based Speak off of the Ghost it. Army that brought the end of the Bronze Age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why I'm bothering when you know all this stuff already. It's kind of <laughs> embarrassing for me. You know, you can look at it as like there's one mysterious thing that happened. But in reality, kind of the more modern theory is there was just a perfect storm of bad events that happened that kind of all added up to create this kind of awful century where everything just was 
fucked. So honestly, there are a lot of parallels, I feel like, to what's going on right now, to be honest. And I think that's part of why this is such an interesting topic today, is you see a lot of these same factors coming together. So we'll kind of circle back down to that. But there's kind of a couple big areas that we're looking at that we think contributed here. One is see people. We'll talk more about that. Uh, another one is capitalism. I see dead And people. globalization. Uh, and then the environment is another big part. Um, the first thing that's probably the most kind of mysterious and interesting that used to kind of be the most popular is the invasion of the sea people. What do you know about sea people? Um, well, I know more about seamen. Got him. <laughs> okay. Say more about that. <laughs> um, oops. I have touched my microphone so many times. I'm so sorry to whoever will be editing this. And by that, I mean Charlie. Shout out me. Sea people. Um, I, I see, see people dead people. Every day. <laughs> I, sa- I made that joke already, dude. Play it back. Play the I was not back. listening. Um, I whispered it. Um, and you were talking. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to assume so what I know about the sea people is that they are people who um yep. live on the sea. So yep. they're they're boat right. dwellers. Back it up. <laughs> fishers. You know. Um and that's what I'm going to say about that. Next topic. Where this idea of sea people comes from is actually some Egyptian texts. And again, Egypt survived, so we do have a lot of their records still. And basically, there's these writings and different things we get from Egypt that talk about these mysterious sea people. So they're these people that came in ships, in boats, and invaded Egypt, among other areas. And there's mixed information, but this is kind of the original theory is like, oh, these sea people just like fucked this whole area, which is like kind of funny because like that doesn't sound very realistic to me, but okay. It does sound like the ghost army, you're right. Yeah, but so also the wh- Where my brain is going, and can you tell me how far off base this is? Because I feel like mermaids. this is, um, <laughs> yeah, they were selkies and mermaids. I feel like maybe this is... I feel like this is definitely the wrong time period, but my first thought was like Vikings. Um, no, um, it's not, okay. but I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, but okay, sorry. they could have been Viking-like people though. So kind of the info, yeah. again, it's pretty limited info we have there. So some of the theories is that they were like actually like mercenaries that were hired, which is kind of random. That was, I found this site. By it was whom? called like Hit history of yesterday or something that sounds like a site you should not be on (laughs) it was like a it was like a history teacher site um and most of it was good info but i've done this topic enough where i like some of the information was like definitely not correct but like i vibe with that because like you know that's fine i like that it took you forever to finally write an outline and then you just chose an outline that you used for a class (laughs) yeah yeah i did (laughs) Which is shocking how little I know about it. (laughs) (laughs) This is who is teaching your children, America. Yeah, well, it was really hard to fit in this stuff because I was busy with, like, the CRT and cultural Marxism. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of hard, like, you know, we're, like, doing a lot of, like, identity politics. So they're like, please, please teach us about history. And I'm like, no, 
get back to reading your communist manifesto and I just need you to focus on what's important. Yeah, so true. I went to a private school, so yes. (laughs) (laughs) My history teacher just taught us like regular schmegula Marxism. I don't think it was cultural, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. He just wrote like he wrote just like Marxism on the board, <laughs> and then pointed at it for an hour. <laughs> he said, "This is it. This is the one truth. Don't listen to the Bible. Don't listen to what your parents tell you." But that's and just that me. Is the public school experience. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so where was I? Okay, so kind of what we know about them. There was multiple invasions. And some of, so kind of the initial theory was that they were like mercenaries, that they were these attacking invaders, kind of like the Vikings, like you said. But there are some texts that also kind of mention that they brought household goods with them. That kind of more suggests that they were looking for somewhere to live um, rather than just somewhere to like pillage, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And from these Egyptian texts, we also know that they these sea invaders also attacked the Mycenaeans and likely destroyed uh, their civilization, as well as the Hittites. We don't have any records from the sea people themselves. We only know about them from, like, what the Egyptians basically are describing. But, you know, again, it's, like, kind of sketchy information. So that is an aspect, right, is we do have these people invading from the sea, although it is perhaps not as big of a part as we originally thought. But there's no, like, historical... um, Like, archaeological evidence? No. No, well, um, not even that, but, like, there's no suggestion of where they may be coming from. Um, it's kind of theorized somewhere in the Mediterranean. Um, there's obviously a bunch of like Isn't islands all of this and stuff. On the Mediterranean? But like, uh, yeah, more if they're going to destroy that many places, and you're saying that you know it was theorized that they were looking for somewhere to live, like that's a lot of people. It seems like they're not coming from an island if there's that many of them. Yeah, I mean, it's we just don't know, and that's part of why it's kind of like not a great theory is because there's not we're just missing so much information. Were there like were there like drawings of these sea people? I'm so curious um, about this now. Maybe we there's not a ton about them that I found. I think there there the there might have been. Let's see, sea people, Egypt. That's. I don't think that's gonna be an effective search method. It worked. Oh yeah, so there are. It looks like some like drawings, but they're pretty because you know the Egyptian style is very like um, Egyptian. uh, It's not like (laughs) realistic, right? It's very like symbolic, so it's just like people in boats. So it 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 gets the point across, but it's not necessarily like super true to life. You know what I mean? Wasn't photorealistic hieroglyphs. So probably the best piece of evidence of what was a big factor here is changes to the environment. So what we're going to cover here is natural disasters as well as climate change. So we don't think this is human caused climate change. We're not really sure why it happened. It does happen periodically that like weird stuff happens on the earth for whatever reason. Yeah, and that's what's going on right now too. So I'm not really sure why everyone's blaming people for it. (laughs) Yeah, I just think, you know, it's a little inconvenient, but it's Mm -hmm. also the truth. (laughs) If you had an inconvenient truth on your bingo card... (laughs) 
One of the biggest things is there's pretty good archaeological and like scientific evidence of a really, really severe drought. So they, I looked at all these really interesting, there's all these crazy ways they can measure the water levels. And one of them is a thing where they like go into the pollen in the soil and it's like, however, like there's, when there's more pollen, that means there's more water because there's like more growth. They like dug up some like old sea to like look for pollen and then tree rings as well. Um, but kind of the indication is there was probably a really, really severe drought kind of across the region with really, really reduced rainfall for about 300 years, which is obviously quite a long time. Um, another thing we can see is that the amount of trees in the Mediterranean went down by quite a bit. You were saying that this is like during the time that like irrigation and things were going off. So like, do you think it was partially, partially human caused and that it was like like unsustainable irrigation methods and things like that you know what I mean um I don't think so because uh I I mean the rainfall isn't something that like humans were affecting at that time right we weren't like burning fossil fuels yeah I just think of that region as not as heavy with rainfall but well, so in general, you know, so, but I guess it could have looked really, really different during that time period. And I'm so these civilizations did for the most part have because they were operating at a really, really high level of agriculture, they did have some irrigation methods, but those only do you so much good if it's a drought is lasting more than like five years. It's pretty hard, right? Because the rivers yeah. are drying up, you don't have rainwater to collect. They didn't have like water towers. So a drought that goes on for hundreds of years, that's pretty hard to uh, account for without modern technology. And one thing I didn't find anywhere, but that I kind of assumed, the Nile Valley where Egypt was, probably everyone remembers. Nile Horan. Yeah, Nile Horan of (laughs) One Direction. He's the blonde one. Crushed it. (laughs) So his valley... Um, he, so kind of what is famous is part of the reason Egypt was so prosperous is every year the Nile would flood and it would make the farmland super, super fertile. So they had some of the richest farmlands and the most crops in the region. So they were a very, very wealthy culture for a long time because they had so much food. So they had a lot for their people as well as enough to trade and all of that. So that was kind of one of Egypt's like big blessings, you know, blessings of the Nile and whatnot. And so um, particularly if there was drought in this area, because all these civilizations are so interconnected, that can create a huge amount of famine, right? It's kind of like if we, if all of a sudden California couldn't grow any crops, right? That would cause this huge, yeah, like probably if California pro- <laughs> drought or something. Yeah, something like that. Then all, but truly, if like the Central Valley stopped being able to have produce, that would affect all of North America, if not the world, right? So, and because again, places yeah. are so interconnected, if Egypt runs out of food and doesn't have enough food for their people, it's going to cause famine all across the region. And this drought was all across the region. And 
as you and know, that in itself is reason enough for there to be like civil unrest. Now also. I will ask you. This is a do you listen to me question. What do I always oh, no. say? When do revolutions occur? Um, when the people don't have bread. Exactly. So Crushed when it. there's <laughs> you were listening. So we see this, you know, you can go back all the way to these ancient civilizations. It's what you see in classical Rome. It's what you see in the Bolshevik Revolution. It's what you see in all these things. If you ask but me, when that people was a are Bolshevik Revolution. Yes, you're so right. Um, it creates, when you have famine, when you have a lot of people that are hungry, it creates huge unrest so yeah that has to be a huge factor here and another thing kind of related is if we think the sea people are perhaps migrating from another area of the region if people are running out of food in one area it makes sense that they would be looking for somewhere new to settle especially egypt because egypt is one of the most the most productive agricultural areas so if i was in you know, I don't know, some other area and wanted to pick somewhere new to invade, that would probably be a good choice. <laughs> I did. I just wrote bread in my notes to trigger myself to remember <laughs> my soliloquy. Don't you worry. I got you. I remembered Thank it all you. by myself. <laughs> um, so the sea people might have just been people from the region looking for resources rather than like this scary invading force. So the drought obviously is a huge part. Another thing that happened during this uh, time period was what we call an earthquake storm. Wow. Make that a movie immediately. If you can make Sharknado a movie, you can make Earthquake Storm a movie. Look, you might not know exactly what that means, but... You know what it means. It's not good. Exactly. And out of all this stuff, we actually have really, really good archaeological evidence of this now. So there is a lot of really large earthquakes across the region during this time period. Um, and there's, uh, I read a little bit and took some notes on like the theory of why, but basically it just comes down to like um, when one tectonic plate would shift, it would kind of disrupt another one and the pressure would disrupt there. So it just created this like cascade of earthquakes. And we see all this evidence of that. So collapsed structures, we see in a lot of these collapsed cities and stuff, you can see crushed human remains. Like, so they, yeah, they suggest that, you know, there was a pretty big earthquake. And or, or did you consider it would have the same exact archaeological signs if a giant or ogre stepped on those cities? That's a really good point I hadn't considered. So just something to throw out there. Do you think it was an alien or like a domestic? Um, I think that it was domestic, but then aliens are the ones who got rid of all the evidence that they ever existed. That makes sense. And by all the evidence, I mean their bones and those things. Obviously not all the evidence. That's how we are able to tell that that's what happened to these ancient cities. Kind of related, there was like a huge volcanic eruption in Iceland, which may have created a volcanic winter, which I didn't look that much into, but that sounds pretty scary. (laughs) Yeah, go off Iceland. Um, And that may have caused more famine. So, I mean, the earth is, like, attacking people at this point. There is no water. There is no food. Buildings are collapsing. There. It's like in Mamma Mia when Meryl Streep goes, did you feel that? 
The earth move, darling. It's that. Mama Mia. Exactly. Here we go again. I was in a conversation the other day where I don't know why, because I'm like, I'm famously against lying. Like, I don't like lying, but I will always lie about having seen a movie, and I don't know why. It's like I will compulsively lie only about having seen it. Or say that you haven't seen it. Yes. Yes. I will say I've seen movies I haven't seen for no reason. And I was trying to convince my coworkers that I had seen the second Mamma Mia movie for no reason. I was just like, oh, yeah, I, I saw do that, that sometimes if I just really don't want to have a conversation about a movie. Like, I've heard enough times yeah. I should see it. I know I should see it, but I haven't. And if somebody says, have you seen it? You just kind of have to say yes, because then it's like, I don't want to have you tell me how much I need to see it. I know I do. So we're just going to go yeah. with yes and move on. That's. I was just talking to someone about this, that there is like a list of movies that people are just annoying about that it's okay to say you've seen. Like, it's okay to see, say you've mm-hmm. seen The Godfather because like I know the broad strokes, right? I don't need to watch that. Yeah. Like, I don't need someone to tell me. Charlie. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. I. That was I, me. I, I, also, that's my heritage. <laughs> I've seen The Sopranos and they talk about The Godfather. So I feel like that's the same mm-hmm. thing. So I guess the other kind of big points here are, are there's also a, a famous Italiophobe, Italian folk. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's I literally for years now, my Twitter algorithm literally serves me like anti-Italian <laughs> tweets from accounts I don't follow, which I think is so funny. Like it literally, I think I've sent you like three times. I get recommended this post all the time. That's like, my page is not a safe space for Italians. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, is this like, I just like don't, uh, there's like a whole subculture of like anti-Italianism that I don't understand, frankly. I'm a big fan of uh, pasta, lasagna, yeah, you're talking to one. You're talking to a olive lasagna, oil. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is someone really doing fireworks right now? Wow, the people in your neighborhood are patriotic as heck. It is fully not the 4th of July, and people are setting off fireworks at 10 p.m. They just have to get rid of the ones that they didn't get ha- have time to get to on Monday. I don't want to have fireworks discourse, but, like, I'm over them, truly. Mm-hmm. That is very similar to the way that the people at this time felt when their houses were shaking during the earthquake storm. That is such a good point. Thank you. So basically the other big points is these kind of factors of the environment probably caused all the other stuff we saw, right? So we see because everything is so interconnected, when one of these things breaks, it all kind of falls apart, right? It's something we can see in the pandemic, right? When China initially shut down and nowhere else was shut down yet, it caused all this series of issues, When the U.S. stock market crashed in the Great Recession, it caused the whole global economy to crash. You know, it's kind of similar just on a smaller scale. It's a small world after all. So that leads to a lot of the uh, class conflict we see. That leads to a lot of the political uprisings that um, bring down governments. People theorize that a lot of the buildings that were destroyed were also burned down, but it's kind of hard to tell that. Um, so basically my theory slash probably the most popular theory at this point is there was this series of just like fucked natural disasters, earthquakes, droughts, 
everything kind of crashes and you get these economic disruptions. There's also some other like a little bit like uh, like revisionist theories about like the system of like private investments in trading and the use of ironwork like disrupting the bronze industry that feel a little revisionist to me. So I don't really care about those. So basically these natural disasters okay. well, probably just- Well, thank you for still acknowledging them. They just cause that really insane chaos in the region. And then we have these mysterious ghost army of sea people that come as well. And that kind of just cascades into this, uh, this just like century of just like destruction. And I can't help but feel that we are living in that right now. Interesting. I did see there was like a one-off study from like Australia, I think, that was like, what if there was also like smallpox and the plague during this time period, but there's no evidence of that. <laughs> but you can see how these different factors well, kind of compound. Yeah. Could it have been some sort of like bacteria or disease that we don't know about? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, so we know for sure that this environmental stuff was happening, right? There's very yeah. hard scientific evidence. And we do have some writing from... Um, the Egyptians and some of the other surviving cultures that can give us kind of an idea of what happened. And for the most yeah, part, if there I was like a they, pandemic, then they probably would have documented. Then at it. least from Egypt, because obviously Egypt stuff in Egypt is so well preserved for the most part. Yeah, I'm not trying to argue that the natural disasters didn't happen, but I'm just thinking that like a, a lot of times you're when an earthquake storm truther. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of times when there's like like a lot of natural disasters or things like famine, I feel like they're accompanied by major illnesses or some sort of, you know, I, I don't know where I'm going with this. Quick, cut me off. <laughs> yeah, I can pull up this study if you are interested because I kind of felt like it didn't sound that it didn't sound that like well evidenced to me but we can take no a look you're running out of kinda... time to hold my attention i was just thinking <laughs> well to that's myself, pretty much the end of my outline <laughs> 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 yeah i don't think they really provided much evidence that i could see huh so basically you just talk for an hour about something that we have no answers about well that's why i think it's so interesting is it's this huge pivotal point in human history that we don't really know in this scary, right? Like, this would be a very scary time to live mm -hmm. through. And we don't really know why it happened. Now, is was this anywhere near the Bermuda Triangle? Where is the Bermuda Triangle? It's near Bermuda. That makes sense. It's, like, in the middle of the ocean, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think. I mean... Yeah, that's not close to here at all. It's, like, in Florida, which makes a lot of sense. I thought it was in, like, the middle of the ocean. Why is it, like, literally in Florida? <laughs> I mean, it's, like, between Florida and, like... The triangle is Florida, Bermuda, and Puerto Rico. Well, that's a pretty big triangle. Not really. Well, this I is thought, thrilling. <laughs> I thought maybe it was just, like, in the middle of the ocean, so it would be, like, oh, maybe the sea people came from the Bermuda Triangle. I knew it was near islands, but I didn't know if it... I don't know where Is that why Florida's were. like that? I think that's the only explanation. That's crazy. I never put that together because I didn't realize it was so close to Florida. Now, who taught who today? <laughs> <laughs> who rescued who? So, um, do I have a segment today is a great question. Mm, mm -hmm. 
and, and the answer i have like one thing i put in my notes app that i was like months ago that i was like oh this is a good idea so i guess this is uh wrong answers only wrong answers only okay my question for you tara is what is mm-hmm. the third to last thing on your camera roll let's look i also just played this game at like a virtual break room with my um uh co-workers where they were like so everybody send in the seventh most recent picture in your camera roll what a we'll nightmare and i was like well i'm gonna lie about what it is for sure i'll just yeah. look for some but then I looked and it was actually just a picture of some dogs. So I was like, okay. So the third most recent picture in my camera roll, in all honesty, I can screen share if you don't believe me, <laughs> is a picture of two snails that I saw today. What are they doing? <laughs> They're super cute. I'll send it to yeah, you. Yeah, I want to see. You're going to need to share that. <laughs> they, they were just sitting or, you know, laying down. What is snails? I mean, they were resting on a little step, but they had beautiful shells and they were kind of like together like i don't know i thought they were maybe on a date or something so oh cute yeah so that's the third most recent picture in my camera roll what about yours <laughs> this is kind of a visual game that we're playing i i didn't say it was a good idea it was just what i thought of you can come up with a question if you want um the mm. third most recent is really boring it's a picture of one of my checklists from work because i'm going to be working from home tomorrow okay nerd <laughs> um so that's not very interesting well charlie i feel like uh do you have any updates you'd like to share with the audience any apologies you'd like to make what was our last episode our last episode was last meals really that's mm-hmm. crazy i just Damn. we really so popped off ago. with that one <laughs> yeah all of my episodes are bangers shout out to the tara talk well you have to do one now so I have, like, six outlines. I'm not even kidding. Okay. I just need to refresh myself because I, like, don't remember writing half of them. <laughs> I have a lot of ideas, and I haven't done a lot. Yeah, I have a sheet that's just ideas, and then I have a sh- I have other separate outlines going. Let me look at our last episode on Last Meals. Oh, I will say, so my um, office does, like, check-in questions um at our weekly staff meeting and one of them was last meal and I was like I actually have thought about this I was actually just talking about this with a friend um and (laughs) I they were like wow is that friend okay (laughs) and I I pretty much gave the same answer that I did on here and they were like sushi and vegan yeah that was their their (laughs) feedback was like that's like does that sounds like all very like not that sounds like very not good together like that sounds gross yeah yeah and i was like i i didn't say it was cohesive i'm just like these are the foods i would like to have mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i do know okay let's look i haven't looked at our like stats and stuff let's have a little a little update here um oh, we haven't made funny, any yeah. money yet that's sad and that's why we're anti-capitalist oh my god did you hear the fireworks i did hear them Oh my god. We live in hell. Really? Because there's a rat on my porch constantly. <laughs> I meant all of us in the United States. Oh, okay, Earth. yeah. Agree. What do you think? Okay, I have our stats here. What do you think is our most popular episode? 
Uh, I'm going to say uh, Church of Satan just because, like, always root for yourself, queen. It's the first one, which that's I feel like makes I, sense. Like, people want to, like, that's what have I was the pilot. Because it's like, well, people start it, start the show, and then they're like, oh, this is bad. And oh, then and interestingly, interestingly, number two is The Last Meal. And then Church of Satan, Tylenol. Well, that's because our... Our fans have been so starved for content, they just keep re-listening to the most recent one. <laughs> well, the girlies are about to be fed. I don't know. I can't think straight when you say girlies. <laughs> I can't stop saying it. It's like a tick. I My ticks. Actually, I don't want to say what my ticks are currently. Never mind. <laughs> what's, your le- what's the least popular? Is the President's episode, which I think is my favorite. So that's kind of sad. If that you haven't listened so to that one, check it rails. out. I love that. I was, That's my favorite one, I think. We don't talk about the topic at hand, like, at all in that one. So yes, that's we do. yes, we do. Yes, we do. Audience retention? I don't want to uh, see that. Do we ha- no, I don't want to see that either. Do we have... On um, that episode, it's 42 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. That's, that's like about a, where I stop uh, listening. That's like a third. Do we have any new countries that we can shout out? We're Yeah, so we're 83% US, 13% Germany. That's why I threw in some German words. Um, Mm -hmm. And then UK, Canada, Netherlands. Netherlands? That's fun. (laughs) We continue to be a 100% female-driven podcast. So shout out. Shout out. I think this is just for the last 30 days, though. Let me do... Yeah, let me do all time. We're actually... We have 7% male listeners if... You look at all. I think time, that's an so. increase from the last time that um, I looked at it. So shout out. We are most popular in the twenty three to twenty seven. You know our mm-hmm. uh, young millennial Youth. demographic. Yeah, we have zero percent. We have zero percent eighteen to twenty two. So we need to. I think we don't that's need to use Gen, Gen Z. Z. Twenty three to twenty seven, I think, is mostly Gen Z. No. Yeah, because ninety six is like the cutoff. That's like Zillennial. That's so upsetting. Okay, I'm just saying I don't think we need to use like Zoomer words anymore because there's like no children listening to this, thankfully. Oh, okay. Well, you can cut like half this episode then. That That's actually good to know because that means our demographic is like us. So like all that One Direction stuff just like really popped off with the girlies. Well, I'm 17. Um. That's actually really awkward that you're underage. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lie. Um, why, is that clear. why you've been having me buy you cigarettes this whole time? <laughs> I thought that was just like our thing. <laughs> it's actually the only reason I'm friends with you. I just needed a friend over 21. And now I can't even buy you jewel pods anymore. We got to wrap this up soon. My cat is being extremely cute. And if I don't stick my face in his fuzzy belly soon, I might implode. So... Any closing thoughts, Charlie? I I did, as much as I complained, um, this was an interesting topic. I thought you were truly just going to be teaching me about the Bronze Age, but I appreciated that there was an element of mystery and intrigue, my two favorite categories. Some drama, some suspense. Mm -hmm. Some sea people. We love sea people. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to any of our sea people out there. Like, I'm sure you had your reasons to do what you did, like, in your villain era, go off um everyone out there you know stay strong we're in difficult times it's easy to be a nihilist right now but you gotta you know 
find hope where you can. That was really, really inspirational. I'm inspired. In reality or like in actuality, it is like, I think it is easy to get really overwhelmed when you look at like the international and like domestic crises going on. So it is helpful if you can like, you know, find some comfort in your your family, your friends. Yeah, it could always be worse. There could be an earthquake storm, you know? I literally feel like there's going to be low-key. Like, when I was reading this, I was like, I feel like this is, like, a prophecy. (laughs) I like that you went from quickly being like, there's hope. Stay, you know, (laughs) stay optimistic to being like, well, and that's, like, very likely that we're going to experience the same thing as this uh, fall of civilization that happened. (laughs) It's called positive self-talk, sweaty. Look it up. (laughs) That's mean. Um, anywho, I'm going to fight Charlie off mic, so we got to go. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget, tell a friend, tell an enemy, and then, uh, let us know what you and your enemy think of our show. Bye.